What's up, everybody? This is Kenzie from A Voice of Equus on Instagram. And this is Abby from Truly OTTB, and you're listening to the Cowgirl Conversations podcast. As the equestrian industry continues to evolve, more questions are being asked and more focus is being placed on the welfare of our equine athletes. We're sitting down to talk about this progression, hear from fellow equestrians, and discuss how to continue to better ourselves and our horses. hear this week's podcast we um are talking about our i guess our journey going from being english riders to going western um but before we hop into that i just wanted to let you guys know there's been some changes um obviously when i lost my account i wasn't even sure if i was going to do instagram again um so when i made my new account Daring to Cowboy, that was like the first thing that came to mind. And I always kind of intended on changing it. Um, I just didn't know to what. So um, as of today, I decided that the page is officially going to be a voice of Equus because I feel like that, I guess, adequately describes like what I want my page to be about. So yeah. Um, we changed it in the intro, but you guys can now find me on Instagram at a voice of Equus because I like pretentious stuff like that. <laughs> we also um, are doing a slight rebranding. Um, we've re- retitled the podcast um, from Stirrup Conversations to Cowgirl Conversations, I think, again, I'm just going back to an adequate uh, descriptor. Um, It's a little bit more fitting. So we're doing some rebranding regarding that. Um, I think I'm really excited for everybody to see um, the little slight changes that we have. Same same basis to everything, but just just a little, uh, just spruce everything up a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think it feels more authentic to us and like obviously still the idea of conversation because I think that's really important and that's what I think drew us both to that idea. But um, just kind of making it our own and making sure that it incorporates everything that we want it to incorporate. So I'm really excited about it. Me too. So now, um, again, just to reiterate, instead of uh stir up conversations podcast on instagram and elsewhere now um at cowgirl conversations podcast which is gonna be so much fun so um i am really excited for you guys to hear what we were talking about today i think i think it describes a lot of why like we we got into this and who we are now um and I think it'll be good. And yeah, I, it was it was a good conversation. It definitely, I think it met and exceeded all my expectations. But me too. It's fun fun to talk about. I haven't um, come across a lot of people who've gone through the same transformation as me. So be so being able to have such um, an open conversation with somebody who gets it was really fun. I think um, everybody else will at least 
enjoy hearing our take takeaways, even if they can't um, relate to it specifically. I think everybody can relate to it in some way. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, just because this is how we kind of got to where we are doesn't mean that it's not somewhat similar, just maybe in a different way. So. Um, like always, if you guys are not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as smash the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We have a lot of really cool things in the works. And um, as usual, you can find me at Truly OTTB. Kenzie can be found at A Voice of Equus. Um, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next time. First of all, hi guys, we're talking about English to Western vibe, kind of how we went from fancy people to camo and boots. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm serious. I used to wear breeches, tall boots, all of it. Like every time I wrote, it was ridiculous. Yeah, there was always some kind of outfit going on with me, too. I ride in my pajama pants now. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Right? Sweatpants. I mean, it could be anything. Yep. Okay. Um, Do you want to start off, give the reasons why you switched, and then I can hop into it, Yeah. So, the biggest thing for me, and it's so funny, because when I first... um, like moved to my barn or whatever. Um, my trainer and uh, friend who owns the barn there, um, she's like trains the Western stuff, did a lot of Western pleasure, that sort of thing. And so did a lot of the boarders at the time. And when I first moved there, they were they all told me, you know, we'll get you over to the dark side eventually. And I was like, no, I was like, I'll never. I'll never do it. It's never been appealing to me. Like, I'll never <laughs> want to do it. Um, and they all just kind of, like, brushed me off because they knew that wasn't true, apparently. Um, but the biggest thing was back in 2020, I started noticing that Gizmo was getting really uncomfortable um, under saddle. And I went through a lot of different English saddles. I trialed a bunch of different ones from friends, um, had a saddle fitter out, all kinds of stuff. And we just couldn't find anything, no matter how well um, the fit was or, or anything. I just couldn't find anything that he seemed to feel quite right in. And so then I decided, well, in the meantime, I'll just use one of the Western saddles that are here. he you know, and then I'll see what happens. So that's what I started doing. And I actually didn't really realize it until um, a friend of mine rode him one day in the Western saddle. And she was like, hey, he's a lot different. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you know, the last time I rode him, it was it was in an English saddle and he was just super hot and hype and not like this easygoing, you know, happy sort of thing. So then I thought, you know, maybe 
she's right. Maybe she's onto something. And I just kind of followed my gut after that. And I started listening and, and paying attention to him more. And he's just been happier. I've been happier. We've had a lot more fun. Um, so initially, the change for me was prompted by Gizmo's obvious, like, discomfort in English tech. And I didn't really want to move away from English. I wasn't ready for it at that time. Um, but I don't want to, didn't want to do something if he wasn't happy or comfortable. So I just went in the direction, I went in the direction of that. And that's why we changed in the first place. Yeah, no, I, I guess kind of to mirror that I, um, I switched to Western with Rian, um, mainly just because of the way he's built. It's harder to find really nice saddles that fit him properly without going full custom, just because he's got like the thoroughbred build, but he's like a tank. So it was really hard to find that middle ground. And I did find a saddle. Um, and it was fine and it worked and like i think he moved fine in it it just something i don't know something in the back of my head every time i wrote him in english he just didn't quite feel the way that he felt when we'd go on the trail rides in western like he was just completely loose and at peace and like enjoying himself when we were on the trails, but also just in Western tack. Cause even, you know, we'd go to the arena um, and where I ride, we have like 300 acres of trails going up the mountain. So it wasn't even like, it was just the trails. Like he was so much better in the arena in Western tack. Um, and typically I try, I try to like, if something keeps popping up and I keep thinking about it a bunch, I really try to take that as like my intuition, like being like, Hey, do this. Um, so I think that was really for him, like as far as Rian goes, why I switched to Western, but then also like the more I just thought about it, the more I've just gradually, I don't want to say like outgrown, but I think the older I've gotten, I've kind of outgrown English just doesn't work for me anymore. Like the, I guess the environment, like I'm just not about it anymore. Um, yeah, it just, it's a slower pace and I think it just worked well for all of us. We're just more comfortable. And even like physically, like with my hip, with the nerve that I have, that's all messed up. I can ride in a Western saddle and be okay for the most yeah. part, a lot longer than I can ride in an English saddle. I'm an hour tops in English before my leg That's goes numb. better so. than me. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I guess there were just like a lot of little things, but it definitely fits us as a unit better than English did, I guess. I, I could agree with that. I think um, once I kind of accepted the transition and just let myself fall into it. Um, And obviously this isn't the case for everybody and everyone's going to find their niche and their community 
wherever is right for them. Yeah. But the more I just embraced it, I just felt as though the culture is more aligned with even just my person. (laughs) Um, I didn't, I don't know. I think, um, like, like we said, it's, and it's different, I guess, when you're competing. Um, but there's, I think there's a place, um, for kind of just like, I don't want to say that we're doing this as like a hobby or that we're not serious about it, but people who aren't showing, there's more of a place for us on that side of things. than there is, um, on the English side of things, I always felt, um, that I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't progressing or I was doing something wrong by not actively showing. Um, when I was in English tech, I always just felt like, I don't know. Um, so I feel like it's a lot more in line with just who I am. I'm a super laid back person. I like to go with the flow and it just, it feels more like home to me. I felt so out of place before. So it's been my favorite part. I get that. I definitely, you're spot on with the mentality and like the expectation of the English world. And not that it's like, I'm sure there's people who are out there writing English who aren't showing, but I don't know the environment that I was in. It was like, if you weren't showing, then you were a waste of space. Like, why are you here? Um, Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, like the more that I've grown, the more that I've matured, the older that I get West, the Western culture and the pace and just, just the people honestly fit that too. like who I am as a person now, then I found in the English world. I like, I just feel like my journey and my style has changed based on my life experiences. And it's just, it took a while, but it's, it's flowed better. Absolutely. I think too, it's with the change of pace, it's changed my approach so drastically as well. Like I'm not in a rush to be somewhere and I'm not saying every writer who categorizes themselves under an English discipline is in a rush or everybody who rides Western isn't in a rush. That's not what I'm saying at all. But for me personally, it took away that sense of urgency. And so it kind of created this space where I could just be more present. And I wasn't always trying to like put myself on a timeline to do something. I had a dressage trainer, um, who had told me that at one point Gizmo wasn't as far ahead as he should be. And I just now thinking back on that, what does that even mean? Like, where should he be? You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's, there's, um, he should just be where he's happy and comfortable. And it's, it's not like I'm trying to, you know, to win anything or, or be somebody or, you know, anything like that. I just wanted, I got to a point where I just wanted to enjoy my horse and like have fun and live out my little girl horsey dream. (laughs) 
um, which I've been able to do more in in this space and just enjoy it and appreciate where I'm at instead of wanting to move on to the next thing. It's it's drastically changed everything that I do. I wish I would have done it sooner. <laughs> yes. No, 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 yeah. What you were just saying. So the, I guess to make what I'm about to say make more sense, context is probably key, but the barn that I used to ride at, um, they were really big on like the thoroughbred makeover. They still go every year. Um, so it was always that like, like when I had my, my old horse, um, they wanted me to do it with him. And it was just like this kind of back and forth fight of me wanting to live up to their expectations and wanting to do the dressage with him and, and do all of that while also fighting all of his physical issues that he was having and just knowing like just 100% that he was not physically ready or capable of doing what I was going to be asking him to do. Um, and I just like kind of switching, taking a step back, switching to West and really kind of took that pressure off. Now it's like, you know, we go out, we ride, but I don't have, I don't go into it with like expectations anymore. Like right, if we right. get a good walk truck canner, I'm super happy. Um, but I would rather be out there like exploring stuff with them and actually mm-hmm. like having fun um, and both of us enjoying it than being in an arena showing where like personally I would just have so much anxiety going into shows like I would throw up before the shows it was just like not fun I didn't enjoy it and yeah I don't know I just I would much rather enjoy my horses and enjoy riding and not like and not feel like a chore anymore yeah Um, (laughs) And, like, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I'm not trying to go to the Olympics. I'm not trying to, like, win shows. Like, that's not not what I'm about anymore. Um, yeah, I just, I think a lot of the English stuff, shows, you know, stuff like that that I was doing was more for, like, my parents and my trainers. Um just because they invested a lot in me and I am super grateful for it. But, you know, I, I did it because I felt like it was my identity and I felt like I needed to define what I was doing with my horses. So then I would jump into dressage or hunters or saddle seat even. Um, but now, you know, I'm doing it for me and I'm doing yeah. it because I like it and because it's fun and because it like, fills my cup on the weeks that I'm totally drained where before it was just an additional thing to pour into that I wasn't getting anything out of. Right. Like a task that you had to to add to like your list of to do's. And I like when I was, gosh, when I was writing, um, probably like, I think like with my dressage trainer, I literally rode six days a week. (laughs) I, I could not imagine having time to ride uh, six days a week now. And I've also, like, talked a lot about this with um, my barn owner recently. Horses don't need to be in work six days a week. Like, oh. three days three days is plenty. Like, three 
three work days is plenty, and it doesn't even have to be three written work days. It could be groundwork. It could be it could be anything. And it's just I have this crazy like ah I gotta ride like six days a week, otherwise we're gonna fall behind, and you know I, I'm gonna lose all the progress that I've made. But the more I've like completely taken that out of the equation we've taken more steps forward since I've tried not to than when I was trying to get more done. Like we've gotten so much more done when I'm not trying to get anything done. Um, like I'm just going to have a good time and there's even some months, um, especially 2021, I hardly rode all year. If I rode once a month in that year, um, that was, crazy you know if I got that much riding in um so now I don't and I don't feel so bad if I go a week or two or three like without getting a ride in if I just go out to the barn and hang out I don't there's I'm not like oh my god I feel so bad I feel so guilty you know Gizmo's wasting away now it's just Gizmo's having a great three weeks off he loves it he's he's enjoying his life being a horse and sometimes He's better for it when he gets that time off. And again, I'm not saying, you know, this can't be done English side of the world as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think just, they're really cool yeah. examples of people who are doing really well in the English world who are in the show circuit, but they found that balance. I just wasn't able to find that balance. Me, like, exactly. It's all a, all a personal journey, right? And for me, and I, I think for you too, you could probably relate to this. We're, we're both like perfectionists in some way. Like if we're doing something, we want to do it to the best of our ability. And I just think I was really digging myself a hole. Um, before, like, I just, I felt like I could never do good enough. And truthfully is because I didn't, I didn't have the budget for that either. Like I don't have the budget for the tack. I don't have the budget for the wardrobe. I don't have the budget for the shows. Like I just, I didn't have the budget for any of it. And I started to get really down on myself because of it. Like, and it, it just wasn't, it was making me, it was making me hate riding. I hated it. I, I would cry almost every time I got on like near the end there. Um, and I just, I knew something, something had to give and I've, you know, it hasn't, the transition hasn't made everybody happy. Um, but it's, it's made me happy. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I, my parents were really good sports about me being like, I'm quitting English after 17 years. Um, but I think they had seen like the, the progression of me going from absolutely loving it to absolutely hating it and crying every time I was talking about riding. Um, whereas now it's, it's just more like, yeah, I'm going to go ride. Like, it's going to be fun. Like, we're just going to chill. Um, yeah. I think they worry less. Obviously, that has to do with the horse I have now. But um, I think they just they just knew it was better for us. But also, you said something really interesting that I think 
is really good to pull out is like the whole not having to ride all the time and not like you're not failing your horse they're fine like <laughs> yeah being a horse what what um what did you say that I said I was gonna burn into my barn horses like to eat or love to eat and be horses and be horses yeah <laughs> yeah like, that's, that's honestly like, what so it true. is they don't they don't care if we're riding you know two times a week or I kind of assumed they wouldn't love like six days a week. I don't love working six days a week, but no, I mean, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> them sitting for a little while, isn't going to kill them. Like right. they're still retaining what they've been taught. It's not like it just goes out the door. Right. Um, I think I, I struggled with that for a while of, of just like feeling like they weren't living up to their potential, which was like, yeah. Crazy what does that even mean now that. because I, I don't know like I just feel like you know like I said like I ride like two to three times a week try there's some weeks it doesn't happen I mean we've had so much rain this month I haven't gotten to ride because it just won't dry like the ground is so wet the arena has been flooded for weeks um but they're okay like they're fine we're just chilling and it's not that they're not getting time they're still getting my time they're just in a different way and I feel like it's a really good balance of letting them be horses and just being present and accounted for with them versus being like oh my gosh I have to ride now right and this is maybe like a really hot take um but I hate um I hate the whole notion of potential, like for people yes. or, or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I hate that when people say like, oh, you're not, you know, you're not living up to your potential. You have so much potential, blah, blah, blah. That's like, I feel like potential is a way for other people to measure somebody else's success or impose their own timeline on somebody's success. Yes, um, I agree. I don't know. Hot take, because that's that's a big deal right now. See, see lots of quotes about potential and this, that, and the other thing. It's such a weird notion to me because nobody else can can define potential, and there's no, like, like set potential for anything. Your, your, your potential should – I don't even know. I, I can't even come up with it. It's just I'm at this – place in my life where I just want to be happy and at peace and feel like I'm making a difference for myself and for my horses and I just I don't know I want to be a good person in my life I want to be a good friend I want to be a good horsewoman and I want to be somebody that I'm proud of and not because of the things I'm materialistically is that a word I'm, I don't know it is now yes like like <laughs> accomplishing um and it, it, I don't know potential to sum that up <laughs> strange concept to begin with to me personally but yeah I was just actually talking to my mom about that today because she was just saying she's a lot's changing in life right now so she's just kind of working at adapting to that and I was just saying how I feel like a lot of times I'm I feel like I'm behind. Um, 
and then it was just it just led into this whole thing about kind of the same thing like I for the longest time I wanted to do something that quote-unquote mattered like that that made a difference or whatever um and then I've come to come to the realization that if the only thing that I do is one like be at peace with who I am and the growth that I'm going through and yeah I want to be a good person I want to be a good daughter I want to be a good sister I want to be a good friend I don't want to go through life you know like blaming others for what's going on in my life like I don't want to live like that I've never wanted to live like that but I feel like in the day and age that we're living in sometimes it's easier to blame other people than to take accountability for what we've choices that we've made and stuff like that and just taking charge of the way we perceive things and how we filter them and you know turning turning bad situations into just something that we learn from and that's really hard to do in the moment but yeah (laughs) I don't want to be that person who's like living in the past all the time but I'm also okay with like if the only thing I do that like matters to people is I have two horses who have lived through hell before they came home so if the only thing I do with them that's like significant is give them a good place to live out the rest of their life and to grow old together like I'm okay with that that's okay like if we don't do anything big I'm good if we just enjoy the next 20 30 years like I'm good with that I just want to be able to same way (laughs) yeah I just like you said I just want peace like I just yeah I think that's more important to me now than it ever has been but that all um being said potential included um and you know just goals and whatnot what else do you think for you because I know I have a bunch of different things um when you were making this transition what was what do you find was difficult to move on from or let go of um I think like how people saw me um like image um you know I've been doing it for so long at that point that was who I was um I also feel like I was always kind of in like this cowboy crisis mode because I never wanted (laughs) to be the cowboy or cowgirl whatever um I was always the equestrian that was like right exactly like, I was <laughs> so anti-cowboy or cowgirl so I think like the image right. of like what I've been saying for years but then also just like letting go of that classic equestrian image in my head um probably like others opinions like I knew my old trainers would it would give them something else to talk about um also just like the people who had been following me for English um yeah that (laughs) I don't know why that bothered me so much but like it did like I thought about that a lot um and kind of like what we talked about I I felt like if I went 
to Western, I was going to be useless. Like I was, I was giving up a purpose. Um, and then imposter syndrome. I, I definitely did not feel like I belonged in the Western community for a long time. Um, which obviously is the exact opposite now. I feel like that is my place, but going into it was definitely hard. And I guess like the last thing I wrote down was just changing my perspective on what my horse's view is important. Um, Just because like we were saying, like I kind of was in that training mode and I felt Mm -hmm. like that was important. Um, But then kind of taking a step back and being like, they actually don't care like to them it's it's less about what we're doing under saddle and more about our relationship outside of that because all of that transmutes to the saddle so i think long long answer but i think that was that's probably what i had the hardest time letting go of of switching but what about you yeah um you touched on imposter syndrome which i guess i'll get back to but i felt more of that English side um, than than Western. But as far as the switch goes, um, I also worried about um, everybody's perception of me or maybe like looking like a hypocrite or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I worried about that and um, I knew that some of the trainers that I'd worked with English side of things wouldn't um, support my decision, but it became so much more important to me that Gizmo was comfortable and happy. And instead of me trying to pick the direction which we would go, I decided to just let him decide like if I thought to myself if I'm gonna ride this horse and I'm gonna impose my will to ride on this horse maybe he should get some say in the way that we go about it um (laughs) so I um you know the horse knows best I think and he really pushed me in that direction not on purpose obviously because he can't make that conscious decision but the way he was feeling really swayed me that way and I've found a place where I'm I'm just so much more myself um I think I also felt kind of weird about having an off the track outside Mm. of the English sphere (laughs) because you know that's not a super common thing and um you know, Gizmo's not a big horse, but he's got really long legs. And a lot of, uh, like, Western-purpose-bred horses don't have really long legs. Um, but so I, I felt really strange about that, but I didn't want to let that limit me because he's just been so versatile and so game for everything I've ever thrown him into. I just... It didn't really matter to me what we looked like or how we how we do anything and it it still doesn't like I don't I felt a lot of pressure before to um 
define my riding and like be able to say I was doing a certain discipline or something. And now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like, get on my horse and make sure um, he's moving properly and I'm supporting him in the best way that I can. And um, I'm making him use his body or encouraging him to use his body in the way that is best for him. And there's no like label for that. Um, and we mostly, I think the best way to categorize us would be just like happy hackers, I guess, because that's pretty much like what we do. Um, we ride in the arena still and things like that, but, um, some of the most fun that, that we have is out on our trail rides. And I know I posted my video recently of me climbing a tree. Um, that could not have been done in any kind of English saddle. I do not think <laughs> so. Um, you know, I don't know. That's just something I never thought I'd do and is so much better than going around and jumping a course of jumps or riding a dressage test or something like that yeah. is just the most fun, like crazy thing. And I don't know, I'm sure other people have done it, but that was really cool <laughs> for me. It really spurred the moment, never done anything like that, but it's just, it really has, um, it's taken me outside of the box. Like I don't keep myself within any sort of boundaries anymore. Like uh, I'm, I'm free in the way I like to just dis like describe me as a person is I will never be a caged bird in any way. Like you, you can't, you can't tie me down anywhere to anything. And I think I was struggling so much before because I was putting myself in a box and that's just not where I belong. Um, so I feel a lot more free. I feel liberated. Um, it's really, it's really a beautiful thing, but it, it was hard to let go of those boundaries at first because they were like a safety net, I think. Yes. Um, and I kind of went off topic, but everybody knows I tend to do that. I'm a little <laughs> bit of a rambler. But anyway, yeah, to sum it up, to sum it up, it was hard to let go of the boundaries, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, same. I was always like very, like I had my exercises that we would go through. It was just very purposeful and it was very in the box um like the structure I think yeah it's it's hard to um or it was hard in the beginning to just do things with no plan um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah totally. no you you touched on um totally off topic again but hey um you touched on gizmo kind of like inadvertently pushing you towards it which um I think Rian did that more so going bitless with him than mm -hmm. going western like western obviously has fit him and suits him and he loves it way more than English but um he's still he's just he's such a good boy like he still went well in English um right. he just went better in western but definitely going like bitless with him was definitely him making it known that the bit regardless of what it was like I like we were talking about I tried a lot and we went as gentle as we could um and I'm not 
I'm very conscious of not being in their mouth, which I know a lot of people say, but I swear, like I have quiet <laughs> hands. Um, and he just still like, wasn't okay with it. And he made it really clear as soon as we switched to Bitless, that was like, this is, this is good for me. Like, this is good. And yeah. that combined with the Western entirely different horse, like just yeah. so much fun. It's been, it's been really cool. So let me ask you this. Um, do you want to touch on your imposter syndrome in the English world? Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Cause we're a little bit different in that, um, in that aspect. The only reason I feel like, um, it didn't manifest for me. Western side was because like I said, my barn, I was already so like, I was in that culture. That's what everybody did. I was around it. It's what I, what I saw. Um, I watched a lot of like client horses go through with my trainer. And, um, so I felt, I knew that when I stepped over it, there were going to be like people waiting for me and, and ready to help me. And if I had any questions, um, there would be people who were knowledgeable and there. And so I just, I, I knew even though there were some people who would disagree, I wasn't, I wasn't going alone into this new thing. There were already people there waiting for me. And, um, I feel like when I was riding English and I mean, same as you, it was 16, 17 years of my life. Um, but still I always felt there was, there was something missing. Um, mm -hmm. and I could never put my finger on it while I was in it, but I just, I don't know. There was always something missing. I was never entirely fulfilled or happy and I just never felt quite right. And I think I just felt out of place. I felt like I didn't belong. And we talked about this, the first podcast we did together, but I rode with a lot of girls as a kid who were not really very nice um, to me just because I, I, it was different for me. Like I just didn't have the same access as they did. And I just always felt like I didn't belong. And I felt like the little like black sheep and it was really sad um and with that like and even growing into it as an adult there's and being on social media there's so much pressure to to dress a certain way and like always look the part and have like the pretty nice like tack set up and you know there's always this push to reach certain milestones within a certain amount of time and um I just felt like I was drowning in all of that stuff. And I would never have the resources to really get to that place in my mind. So I, I just felt like I didn't belong. And I spoke of this before. I truly felt like a caged bird. Like I just was, I, I felt suffocated. And this is like, I'm not like speaking down on the industry, it's my experience with it. I know plenty of people who have great experiences with it. Um, this is just mine and this is my story, but that's um, that's how it was for me. I just felt like I didn't belong there and I felt like I didn't belong on the Western side of things either, which is why I never switched over. But as soon as I did, 
I was like, oh, I was like, this is good. <laughs> like, I feel, I felt safe. I felt accepted. I didn't feel um, judged. I didn't feel like there were these expectations that I had of myself or I didn't feel like everybody else had expectations of me um, or my horse or or anything like that. It was just so liberating. It was like coming up for air, you know? So that's, that's how, um, the imposter syndrome went for me. So it's funny that I didn't, didn't experience it the other way around. Cause you would think, um, but you know, I'm just a little bit of a weirdo. So, Hey, what can, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. I, so yeah, obviously mine was the exact opposite. Um, I think just because I grew up in it for so long, even like, okay, so was it perfect? Absolutely not. There were like definitely struggles that I had in the English world. And I think like the main one for me was um, <laughs> the genes in my family. Like I had a big butt and thighs as a kid, like just always been more like, I don't know, not like crazy but I just wasn't as tiny as the other girls and nobody made it an issue and you know I think the light just shut off um I think my writing kind of made it better and I think that's probably why no one said anything was I just kind of let my writing speak for itself and I did really well and I just worked really hard um but there was always like that in the back of my head. Like I didn't look exactly like the size zero <laughs> girls that were running around. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It was in my personal life. It's fine. It's worked great for me, but you know, there was that insecurity in the writing. Right. Um, so that was really my main issue with it, but I grew up writing English. Like that was what I always did. Um, like I said, I really worked hard to develop as a writer in that. So I felt like that was my place. Um, but then obviously when I left the barn that I was writing at after, um, I decided it was best to move home and get away. Um, that was kind of when the whole Western thing kind of hit me and I don't really I can't tell you like the exact moment that I was like I'm gonna go western um but I think it was just like a slow mentality change of I was looking for like-minded people and I wasn't finding that in the mm -hmm. English industry um so I started like dipping my toes in the western but that was also, I probably doubled the fear and, like, the imposter syndrome because, like, you obviously had a support system, which is amazing. And I think if anyone's making the switch, that's helps so much having people Absolutely. who are there to, like, catch you and support you. Um, where when I was doing it, I was I had my horses at, horses at home. I didn't have a trainer. I just left everything that I knew. Um, and I was trying this out and it was just kind of me and them. And it was just kind of figuring out ride by ride what was working for us and what wasn't. Um, 
And I've said this a million times before, and I'll probably continue to say it a million times, but I have honestly one of the best teachers I could ever ask for. Like Rian has held my hand through the entire thing. He's been the reason like I felt comfortable switching because I knew he was going to be the same horse in Western that he was in English. Um, And I definitely don't think I would have made the switch as easily if it wasn't for him. So definitely he made it so much easier. But then I started meeting all of these people who like knew that I kind of put, I guess like it was like my defense of like, hey, I'm riding Western now, but I didn't always ride Western. So this is your chance to run if you want to. Um, (laughs) But they were really, really open and just like very welcoming and just like validated what I was expressing as far as the community and stuff. So I think that helped a lot. Um, and obviously now I love it. I'll never go back. I've met great people through it. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably why I struggled with it a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I can't imagine. Um, actually now that I think of it, (laughs) if I didn't have the people around me that I had, I wouldn't have made the switch anyway, because I've said this a million times when we've talked before, but like, I don't, um, don't have my own tack. I'm looking into it now. Um, I have a really awesome friend who's helping me out. So I really appreciate her. Um, so if she's listening, uh, you know who you are. You're great. I love you, (laughs) but, um, I wouldn't have had access to a Western saddle had I not been, um, around the people I was around or the barn I was at, which it's so crazy. I think I don't believe in coincidences at all. Um, mm. I think I I ended up there for a reason, uh, a million reasons, actually. I can't just say that it's one, but I would have never known to make the change or even had that on my radar had I not been where I am. So it definitely would have been impossible without the community of people around me that I have. And I just wouldn't have known, like, how to do, like, any of it. I remember Western Saddles being so confusing to me, which is, like, insane now to think about. Um, (laughs) But I remember them being so confusing to me. Um, It's just everything was different. I love head stalls. There are no buckles to do. You just slip it on and it's done. (laughs) So much easier. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I waited so long. Um, and like you said earlier, I don't, I think I was talking about tax. So that's why my brain went this way. Um, I love not having to wake up extra early on barn mornings to pick an outfit. That sounds so dumb. Um, or lay my outfit out the night before or something. I don't know if I'm just crazy or whatever, but there's just a lot less, we've said this a million times, there's a lot less um, pressure and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Really grateful, grateful for my my friends that I have around me and my barn family now. They're awesome, couldn't have done it, wouldn't have done it without any of them, honestly, and they've been great. Yeah, honestly, that's just 
it makes it so much easier. Um, okay, so I think when we were talking, um, what were, you may have hit on it, but were there any like specific things like obviously gizmo, but was there anything else that kind of made you be like Western? Yes. Uh, prior to switching over, you mean? Yeah. Like when you were thinking about it. When I was thinking about it, um, I, there's always been a special place in my heart for reining horses (laughs) or just the, um, that whole discipline in general, like that is just, I don't know. I just, I love it. I love, um, I don't know. I just love it so much. And I always have thought like, if I would ever do Western, that would be the thing I would do. And obviously that's, I'm not going to say I'll never try it or I'll never be able to dabble in it a little bit. As of right now, um, it is just not something my bank account can sustain in any form or fashion. Um, but, and and I also think I, this is going to sound so weird to say, but like the whole like aesthetic, oh my gosh, nobody come for me, but (laughs) like that, um, that whole thing too. And I don't mean like the wardrobe was a weird, um, weird change for me and I don't want to say I changed my wardrobe entirely because of that in some ways I did because I didn't ride in jeans before and Mm. um, obviously the boots are different but um, the whole like my whole wardrobe has changed and I just never thought it would be like a style of dress that I would be comfortable in but honestly I really love it I've had um, a couple of my close friends tell me in the last like year two years that um, it really suits me, you know, and I yeah. felt the same way. Like, I just feel like so much more myself, which is so weird. Cause I wouldn't have pinned it as my person, but I've genuinely, genuinely just let myself, um, embrace and embody the whole thing. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all. If I'm going to do yes. something, um, yeah. And it's, it's been so good in so many ways, but I think, um, I was always curious about it and that might've played into it a little bit more, but I, again, I just worried that people were going to be like, Oh, Abby's never been like that. She said she'd never be like that. You know, the whole hypocritical, like hypocrisy, um, thing I was worried about, but I don't feel as though it's that because I just feel like this is so much more true to who I am. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, um, yeah, I was just curious. So I'm glad I got to, I got to explore it because it's been great. Yeah, no, same, same. I've always been like more on the casual side. I don't dress up. Um, I am definitely like a t-shirt, jeans, boots, sneakers. I don't know. I'm just very casual. So it's definitely fit really well into that. And even the jewelry, like we were talking about that the other day. Right. I literally manage a fine jewelry store and I do not have one piece 
that's anything like that. And I'm like building this collection of like Western vintage stuff that I love. Um, and I actually like enjoy wearing it, which is yeah completely different. Um, so that's been fun, but yeah, I just feel like, um, I keep saying it, but as I've like grown up and stuff, it definitely just fits more into like my morals and who I am as a person and like the ethics that I, I hold to like, I don't know. You think of Western and like what the foundation of it was built on, which was like hard work and expanding yeah. America. And right. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I'm a history nerd. So that's like really cool for me. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like I was kind of hitting this point where like I wasn't keeping or I felt like I wasn't keeping up, able to keep up with the expectations Mm -hmm. that were like being put on me um and then obviously I just really needed a fresh start like after that whole situation um I went from having a barn full of people who were really supportive and women that were like mentoring me and that I really looked up to to losing all of that because I spoke up um so I think it was a way unintentionally but it was a way to kind of like have a fresh start and start over um but like my body and my mind I can't believe I'm saying that sounds really corny but my body and my mind feel better in western than they did in English um yeah I don't know I just I and I'm sure it's not like this everywhere this is just my experience like this whole conversation is um because obviously like we know people who are in the western industry who are or sorry english industry who are supportive of each other and you know like we're gonna have some of them on the podcast so i'm excited about that right but i've just found for me the more supportive people have been in the western industry and yeah Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was like after losing the barn friends and I don't know, it was more like a family, but like after losing that, I was craving more of that and I just was able to find it more authentically on the Western side of things, but. That's, um, that's the biggest takeaway for me. I think, um, the, it feels so much more authentic, like, yes. I mean, in every way, um, to me, I would like, and I can't get over how mind blowing that is because anybody who knew me prior to this, um, just, it's the change that nobody saw coming. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, it's a change yeah. I never saw coming actually. Um, and it's just like, I just, I wish I would have, um, I wish I would have honored what I needed and, and what Gizmo needed sooner. It's Mm. just improved my connection with myself and my connection with him. Um, just from getting all of, uh, like these crazy ideas out of my way. Um, I bought Gizmo to do jumpers with (laughs) It's totally not what we do now. Um, but that's that's why I bought him and when I first 
was transitioning over, I worried what the people I bought him from would think because Mm. they sold him to me with that in mind that that's what I was going to do with him. And I don't know why I worried about that or worried about anybody else's opinion for that matter, because it, it doesn't matter, especially when, um, it's working so well for my horse and I individually and also together as a team. Mm. Um, and we're a team now in a different way than what I would have defined before. Um, I think my definition of that before was, um, as far as the sport goes, it was like in that vein and, now um we're uh, i don't team is the wrong word but i spoke to an animal communicator a few months ago i I don't know if i ever told you about this but um i spoke to her a few months ago and uh you know you take all these things with a grain of salt but she had said to me that gizmo feels as though he is my friend now. And she mm-hmm. said he he sees all the changes that I've made and um, he likes that I always say how proud I am of him, but he wanted me to know that he was proud of me too. Um, so, and I think that is really interesting that, um, you know, allegedly he defined us more as friends because that is also how I would define his place in my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not my teammate. <laughs> He's my friend. Uh, we go into things and um, like into learning things as friends. I let him speak to me. I, I try and learn from him. Um, and I try and allow him to learn from me too. But really, I find um, that that's, that's not how things really go with horses at all um and again like transitioning over has really allowed me to um be more receptive to that and I just again feel as though like the changes and and the progression have come so much quicker when there's no destination in mind and when I'm just letting Mm -hmm. things kind of flow and I'm letting him guide me like I let him guide me to this point you know and it has done nothing but make things better. So I want to continue to allow him to guide me instead of letting my expectations, my goals, my wants, my desires guide the trajectory of our relationship. Um, It's a lot different now. I kind of just let him tell me where we're going and what we should do and, and, you know, whatever, which there's no... I have no like goal. I think I was talking to my barn owner the other day. I'll just be really happy if at some point in time I can get like flying lead changes. <laughs> that's like <laughs> the only thing. But I was like, that's it. I was like, that's the only thing I want. I was like, I don't want to do like, I have no, like, no, nothing. I don't care. Um, and even if we don't do that, I, I don't care really about that either. But if I want to like say I want to accomplish something. Um, I'll put that out into the universe now. That's like my little like goal that's out there, like floating in space. Um, but yeah, again, I got way off topic, but no, I, what we're here really for. Like, 
I I just I really like that because I was gonna say the same thing as like when I was working with all the trainers it was always like a you're you're the boss you're dominant yeah it's they need to listen to you and yeah I think like I always put this out there because I don't want people to think I don't like Jess is the like my girl she is absolutely amazing and and obviously like the relationship is building and it's built and I think I could definitely say that like we're friends um but obviously Rian's just been with me longer and he we're just yeah he's my friend like I don't feel the need to be like you're not my friend um I don't feel the need to do that at all. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it's worked so much better going into it with like an open mind and just knowing that, um, that we're just, we're figuring out, figuring it out together. Like I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm right or that I know what I'm doing sometimes I'm just kind of going into it and presenting the idea to him and being like well what do you think like right can we even try um I don't know it's just it's been really freeing and honestly I feel like it's kind of brought out better qualities of humanity in me than yeah (laughs) than than like the English did um just just because you know obviously like i'm more open to things and i'm not sitting there like being like this is this is by the book this is what we have to do it's just it's more understanding and compassionate and um give and take like i'm not so uptight like i was tight for a really long time um and now it's just kind of like, yeah, we're just, we're going to go have fun. If it works out great, if it doesn't, I still thank him every time I have a safe ride and he doesn't kill me because yeah. there have been lots of suicide. Yeah, oh. exactly. Um, yeah. I think another way that I like to think of um, the difference for me is when I was writing English and I would think when somebody would bring up the word connection to me, um, I would think in terms of seat or in terms of contact or something. Mm -hmm. And now when I think of connection, it's something that completely like transcends all of that. And it's just, um, like something that can't be seen and something that is not uh, tangible in that way. It's, um, I don't know, we brought this up before and like, again, with like the woo or whatever, but it's on a more like spiritual, emotional, um, mental kind of plane. Um, I just feel connected in a different in a different way um and everything else has kind of like fallen into place behind that I feel uh, my riding's gotten better I'm a lot stronger I feel like I'm a lot more confident I'm a lot 
more brave, mm-hmm. um, willing to do things that I probably would never have done um, before. Like I'm like sooner now to be like, yeah, okay, let's like, let's try it and see what happens. Whereas like before I'd be like, oh no, like that's crazy. I'm scared. <laughs> Even though like, I still say I'm scared now. I really do. Um, but I'm a lot quicker to get outside the box than before. Yeah. It's like that cheesy quote. I think I texted it to you and you laughed at me, but it was like, whatever our <laughs> souls are made of, his and mine are the same. And it's like, it's that, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's, um, yeah. there's just an understanding and, and it makes sense. Even, even if you don't want to say woo stuff, like if you're just, <laughs> if you, if you're not agreeing with us on that, which is totally fine. But like, right. if you're coming at it just from scientific, I guess, standpoint, or even just, I don't know. I don't really know how you can't say that there's not like a, a spiritual connection because I think they are some of the most empathetic creatures on the planet. Um, but there's just something to be said about the way that they, I guess like interact, but their heart can literally change our magnetic field. I was just going to say that. Oh my gosh. that is the craziest thing you can't explain that you can't explain that that. (laughs) like literally i just i i think if you're truly working with them from a place of you know humbleness and obviously if you're humble you're not going to say you're humble but it's something to aspire to um but if you're coming from that place then they're gonna meet you because they have been part of our history for so long and they have done so much as far as just changing the world in general with us like you can't tell me that there is not a fundamental part of us and them that are not drawn to each other because the the mutual craving of connectivity like i think they are drawn to work with us the same way that we're drawn to work with them. They find us intriguing. Like we're little, I don't know, <laughs> little things to them. I don't know. It, there's just, there's like a natural curiosity. Um, right. And I don't know if you've seen the, the film or heard the interview, but Elsa Sinclair is um, amazing. I'm going to send you her stuff. Yeah. Um, she has this film out called Taming Wild. And her premise was she took a Mustang straight out of the wild and was like, with no tolls, nothing, just connection. Can I ride this horse? Like, can I get to a point with her where she wants to take that next step? Where I'm, it's like, no tolls whatsoever no halter no long whip nothing literally just her and this horse and she does it and this horse literally like has a desire to work with her and it takes a while and it takes probably like I think she hit like her goal was like 12 months and in those 12 months that horse offered for her to get on its back like 
mind-blowing stuff. Interesting. Tell me that there's not a deeper level if we just paid attention, but we're so busy running around, putting our hands all over them, disregarding all of the subtle things that they're saying. But if we approach them from that place and at a slower pace, um, I think it's really, really mind blowing and I don't know, life changing to see something so profound as like what they'll do for you and they don't have to. No, they definitely, um, they definitely don't. I think about that, like, or I was thinking about that the other day with the whole, um, climbing the tree thing. Like I've never, never like sort of once even kind of attempted to stand on Gizmo's back or any horse at all. It just is never something that like, I've looked at it. I've looked at pictures or videos of people doing it. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, there's no like real actual reason for me to like do that so I'm not going to mm-hmm. um and then the whole tree thing happened the other day and I had like I've never tried to set him up for that or anything like there's no like like there was nothing that I've ever done that's even kind of similar to that besides get on his back which is different um and he literally just let me do that without even kind of questioning what I was doing. He just was like, Oh, here she goes again with some, something. I don't know. It's just something wrong with her, I guess. Um, and it wasn't even just that he let me get on the tree. He let me get off of the tree back onto him, stand on him and do that. Um, and he was just so patient. There was no reason for him to have to do that. Like he doesn't have to be trained to like, <laughs> like there's just like absolutely no reason for that um but you know he he let me do it anyway there's no purpose or anything aside from me just like I rode by the tree I looked at the tree and I was like wow I was like I want to climb that tree so I got off walked over to the tree and when I got over to the tree I was like wow this is a lot taller than it was over there um And he was just so okay with it. And I think um, that goes back to um, what our connection is like. Um, There was no preparation for that moment or anything. Um, And he just, I guess, like trusted me in that moment that it was just something that I saw fit to do. And so then it was okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So, so connection's a big thing and you can, you can see it in them. Um, when they're on the same page as you, you can see it and you can see it when they're not. Um, and I didn't really open my eyes to that until I switched over when I was writing English and taking all these dressage lessons and stuff. It wasn't Um, so much about getting my horse on the same page as me. It was just getting them to be like supple and compliant. Um, because it was, I don't know for what reason, really. I mean, the best way for them to move their body, which I still think is important. I think dressage and all of those things are important. I still ride 
largely based off a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but before it was more about, it was, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the same way that it is now. Like now I, if it doesn't feel right to get on and ride on a particular day, like it didn't today, I just don't. And there's no like, well, the horse has to, because he has to be like obedient or whatever. Um, it just didn't feel like the day. So I just, I just didn't. Um, and that's what I base my barn days off of. How does it, how does the day feel? Which sounds so like, I don't know, like monk-like or hippie-ish or something. Like, how does the day feel? But um, that's how, that's how I go about it. I forget how we even started this. Um, <laughs> but yeah. This is what I'm talking Sorry, about. everyone. <laughs> but honestly, it's just, yeah, I... I don't even know how we got on this, but the the whole thing though is, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like the whole connectivity thing is, is crazy to me because it wasn't until I made the switch to Western and, and changed the way that I was approaching things and, and the way that I comprehended things that like stuff like this is even possible. Right. You know what I- and like there's no way first of all like the internet I know is like sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it but honestly has been amazing because especially like the community and like the western side of things has been so cool because I've met some of the greatest people through it and I think it's just really cool to sit there and and see what being vulnerable and connected will get you because those are just mirroring what our horses are like all the time. They're not putting yeah. up front like we are. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's just cool that like kind of changing that mindset and getting into a side of horses or, you know, whatever you want to call it discipline um, has changed because we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We um, totally wouldn't. We wouldn't have this podcast either. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Um imagine that and it's it's not to say that like people can't it's not to say you can't reach this this level of understanding or whatever it is that we're talking about without switching to western or something it's like totally not like you can get to the same place no matter what you do I think for me though it was the catalyst in that yes that's what I was gonna say like at least in my story in my journey of horses or whatever you want to call it that's what did it for me and kudos to the people who could do it in the english because i certainly couldn't Um, me either (laughs) but yeah i think i I just think you know everyone obviously individual same with the horses it's just going to be different for everybody and it just so happens that we both had kind of kind of the same experience in different ways of yeah without switching we wouldn't be here so I think it's also interesting like back to the no coincidences thing I think it's so interesting that we both you know without knowing it or knowing each other really we both went through 
the same transformation around a similar time um, for pretty similar reasons. Um, it's, it's just funny how um, how those kinds of things uh, come about. Really, really interesting. Um, or even just and, like the things that happened outside of horses. Yeah. Like crazy stuff like that. Exactly. Um, it's It's just funny how things like that can just um, like bring people together. Like it's such a crazy, crazy thing. And not, not to say that like I have not met amazing people through like the English side of Instagram. Cause I have, and most of the people that I've met and fostered friendships with that has been you know, through that side. And they're all great people. I love them all. Um, but it's, there, there's a whole other world out there of people who are um, kind of on the same path as me. And I've really enjoyed getting to hear those people's stories too. And um, obviously being able to talk to you and know that I'm like, it's not so crazy that I'm going, going through this change myself, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. I've loved it. It's been great. It's been the best thing. Like not even just in within horses, but it, it's been the best thing um, as far as my life goes. <laughs> and yeah. It's changed. It's changed everything. Literally everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even just like, I'm really excited because the people that we're going to be having on, I think fit so well, as far as like what we have been talking about what we're going to be talking about like even um obviously the guest next week will be amazing but even just reconnecting with like my childhood trainer who kind of started the whole like compassionate horsemanship thing for me um and obviously I've come back to that and stuff like that it's just really cool to see how everything is working out like yeah 2021 Kenzie if this would even be a thing like absolutely not I thought my life was ending um so I mean I thought my life was ending in 2021 too but that's just that year was a whole other thing uh, we made it <laughs> we made it yeah. to you for real that's what matters. That's what matters. yeah yeah I, I think it's just been it's been cool to see and again like absolutely. everyone's gonna have their own journey whether you decide to switch to Western or switch your riding style entirely or, you know, go bitless, whatever it is. I think it's just really cool to see how it happens and how it goes and what it brings out because like you said, there's like a whole other world out there. Um, yeah. And it's really cool to get to experience that. It is. And I think to, um, kind of to like sum it all up like if your gut is is telling you something if you're seeing mm. something over and over and over again um don't don't brush it off um the, those thoughts and those feelings are there for a reason um and I think it's really important to um to honor them and, and explore. It's, we know more than we think we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your intuition is going to guide you every time. And 
it's also a muscle. So the more you listen to it and the more you pay attention, um, yeah. the more you're gonna, you're gonna figure things out and it's going to be really cool. But hundred <laughs> percent. I feel like that's a really good place to wrap it up. I am really, really excited for them to get to hear who's coming on next week. Me too. I'm excited for that. One of my favorite people ever. Um, so yeah, so just so you guys know how it's going to work on the interviews where we have, we're kind of like obviously working together, but we're kind of using our own channels to have people on here. Um, so next week, um, Abby is going to be heading up the podcast, which I am so excited because you're going to do great. You're going to do great. I'm going to do, going to do my best. But like I said, um, our guest is one of my favorite, favorite people. Um, so I think, uh, that should, that should make the conversation a piece of cake. And we're talking about some really exciting things, some really interesting stuff. I think everybody yeah. I love it. <laughs> so excited. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess we could probably just put it out there. We have a super full schedule already. Like the amount of people who are going to be coming on um, is crazy. So I'm blown away. Blown away. Thank you. Blown by away. the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for that because I think we're like getting close to being booked pretty close to summer at this point with the amount of people that are that are on. Yeah, and then I can't like, believe that, it. I know. Um, but then there's like filler topics that I'm really excited to talk about too. Yeah. So it'll be good. Be I'm great. so excited. It's gonna be amazing. Um we'll wrap it up here, but Stay tuned for next week. I'm so excited for you guys to hear, get out what great. you get out of it. So, yeah, it'll be great. It's going to be great. So great. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. <laughs>